0: Thank you for joining us for this message from Cornerstone Community Church in Lynchburg, Virginia. Here's Pastor Willie Taylor. We have a lot of toxins because of a lot of different things in society. Uh, even in the household, if you have some cleaning products that, are, that have fumes and things like that, uh, we, can, we can get a lot of toxins in our bodies. So we're going to be talking about detox for the next uh, five weeks. And it's a five-part series. Today is the foundation of that message, Uh, and with that, you're going to be excited about this, let me tell you, you're going to be excited about this, we're going to have 21 days of prayer, 21 days, all right, 21 days of prayer, okay, Uh, and I I know you're going to jump for joy now, also, we're going to include fasting with that, all right, okay, there you go, (laughs) Uh, so I'll tell you more about that next week. We're not going uh, to start this Monday. We're not going to start this Monday. We're going to start next Monday. What we wanted to do is give you opportunities to check with your doctor, to uh, get your mind right. You know, <laughs> because if anytime you're going to fast anything, uh, it, it, usually your body goes berserk. I mean, it, it just starts telling you some of everything. Uh, Now, we're not talking about 21 days of total fasting uh, without food and water. We're not talking about that. We're only talking about uh, 21 days where you fast something to eat or drink, okay? Now, you can fast newspaper, you can fast TV, you can all those type of things, but that's not the fast we're talking about. We're talking about something that you consume, whether it be uh, soft drinks, whether it be whatever, whether it be... Um, desserts how about that you can fast desserts <laughs> only you know you can have one of those partial daniel fasts where he you know he just ate uh vegetables and and the fruit and things like that he didn't have any dainties, you know you can you can do that type of fast uh you can fast one meal one day a week you can fast one meal uh every day for 21 days you can fast three consecutive days you can fast. Uh, you might be like one of our elders. He can fast 21 straight days. He's got no problem with that. Uh, so uh, do you believe me? <laughs> but uh, uh, we're not talking about that. We're not talking about that, okay? Uh, you, we want you to uh, do what the Lord leads you to do. Some people medically can't do any fasting at all, and I understand that too. Uh, you might you might want to fast... Uh, Now, I, I, well, let's put it this way. I don't think it's no one who has a medical condition that you can't fast a brownie or desserts. Is that right? I don't care if you're a diabetic. I don't care what it is. You had to have some, you know, some sugar. And then I I know you don't have to, uh, the doctor said, now you got to eat some pies and cakes and ice cream. I know the doctor doesn't tell you that. So so we can fast something, can't we? Okay, so that's what we're going to be doing. And we're going to, we have a, already a corporate press, uh, prayer on Thursday night, so we're going to try to join them on Thursday nights and, and uh, do that type of thing on prayer, uh, but you can pray at home too. But we'll, we'll, we'll tell you more about that. I just wanted to give you a little insight on what we'll start doing. Now, the 21 days will start not this Monday, but when? Next Monday. It'll start next Monday, and it'll go through, I think, the first Sunday in February or something like that. We're not going to. Uh, Valentine's Day is a Sunday, but it's the second Sunday, so we're not talking about uh, going that long. We, the 21 days is up, I think, the first Sunday, maybe the 7th of, of January or something like that, or February. I think it's like that. So today, let's lay a foundation. Uh, you know, if you're going to do anything, I had a picture in my mind that why would I want to put my body through a detox? Why would I want to do that? It has to be something on the, on the other end that's going to make it worth my, my while. So I started reading up on, on detoxing and cleanses and, and all type of, uh, uh, whether it be a liver cleanse, whether it be a liver detox, will it be whatever it is. I said, why would I want to do that? And uh, I thought about a picture of just clean health or cleanness is concerned and how I want to be. Anytime you set a goal, normally, especially if it's a, a health goal, normally you put that goal on the refrigerator. Why do you put it on the refrigerator? Because that's the place you go all the time, on the refrigerator. You go to the refrigerator all the time, so you want to see your goal. And so, so what is our picture on the refrigerator, on the refrigerator, as far as this message, this series is concerned, called Detox? What is the picture we have? I'm going to paint that picture for us today. That's what I want to do. Take, take a little time and paint a picture of what we, the end result is going to be. That's what I want to do. So let's open our Bibles to, uh, let's first of all go to, I think I want to go to John. Let's go to uh, John, the Gospel of John, chapter 14, and let's look at verse 7 maybe through 10. Now, this, we're talking about painting this picture now, painting this picture. It's a hypothetical picture. And it says here, starting verse 7, the Gospel of John, chapter 14. If you had known me, you would have known my father also. From now on, you know him and have seen him. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father, and it will be enough for us. And Jesus said to him, have I been so long with you, and yet you have not come to know me, Philip? He who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Talk about this picture. Verse 10, do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? In the words that I say to you, I do not speak on my own initiative, but the Father abiding in me does his works. Now, that's a picture. Whether we are on the job, whether we are in the, uh, going to the same, we would normally go to the same grocery stores. Uh, Quite often, wherever we go, I wonder what do they see when they see me when they see you. I wonder, can we really say, if you have seen me, you have seen Jesus. That's the picture I want on my refrigerator. If you put a picture of yourself on your refrigerator... Would the people who are in your house, whether they're guests or whether they are your friends, relatives, or whoever they are, kids or whatever, would they look at that picture and say, that is Jesus, that's the word of God, walked out. What would they envision? I want people envisioning what Jesus just said. Philip, I mean, I've been with you a long time. Why are you talking about well, how are you saying that? You've seen the Father. Have you seen me? Because I'm in the Father and the Father's in me. Well, don't you know that the Word says that when we get born again, our life is hid with Christ in God. The Holy Spirit lives in us, so God is in us also. So, so we should be saying the same thing, should, should we not? If the Spirit of Almighty God is in us, should we not be able to say, when you've seen me, you've seen Christ because the Spirit of Christ is in me? Right? The picture we're trying to paint for this detoxing we're talking about now. We're talking about detox, a serious detox. We're laying a foundation now. Why would we want to detox anything in our life? And by the way, when it's not going to be, I don't think. I don't know. Uh, it's not going to be one of these heavy things where, okay, let's, let's um, detox and let's stop eating meats. Let's stop eating this. Let's stop eating that. Let's start trying to, you know, uh, gain weight, lose weight. Uh, we're, not, we're, not, we're not talking about that. We're talking about being like Christ. We're talking about a spiritual detox, right? Because it's the only way we're going to look like Christ. Right. Not that we can't eliminate some things that are toxin in our body, health-wise, but I want to eliminate things in our body that is uh, in our spirit and in our soul that is really toxic when it co- concerns our spirit being. When we talk about Jesus Christ, okay. Let's go over in Romans. Let's camp out there. Romans chapter one. And let's look at some more of this picture. Now, we, we, we know Jesus. We know what Jesus looked like. Let's go to another man of God. His name is Paul, the Apostle Paul. And it says in verse 1, Paul, a born servant of Christ Jesus. Let's stop there. Now, we're not going to do a, exegetical and, and, you know, just unpacking every verse uh, today. That's, that's not my point. My point is to paint a picture, and but we'll be in Romans most of the time using uh, things here. And we're going to give you five things as, the, as far as this picture is concerned. want to go five things. How can we really look like the Gospel of John, chapter 14, verse 7 through 10? How can we say... If you've seen me talking to your coworker, you have seen. You don't even have to worry about uh, 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 anything else because you have seen Christ Jesus. How can we make sure that happens? Number one, is found right there what we just said, Paul, a bond servant, a bond servant. Let me finish reading the whole verse of Jesus Christ. Called as an apostle, set apart for the gospel of God. Now, there's there's two things that we want to talk about. This one verse, well, three things actually. First of all, a bond servant. What is a bond servant? Because this verse, this verse right here, is it really talking about who Paul is? Or is it really talking about whose Paul is? We're talking about Paul, a bond servant of Christ Jesus. So whose is he? Yeah, He's a slave of Christ. He belongs to Christ. See, everything here is about, in verse 1, is talking about somebody else other than Paul. Even though it's talking about Paul. Paul, a bond Jesus Christ, called. Did he call himself? No. No, he didn't call himself. He was called. It says set apart. Did he set himself apart, or was he set apart? Are we set apart when we are rebirthed? Or are we set apart on our own? Paul was set apart because God snatched him out of sin and translated and empowered doctors and translated him into the kingdom of his dear son. He was he was set apart unto God by Jesus Christ, just like we are, by the Father. Okay, let's go back to bond servant. When you look up that word in the Greek, it's a doulos. And doulos is a slave. It's a slave. If you are a bond servant, and they put that on in, in, in some of the translations, that might be the NIV, the, I know it's the New, New American Standard, which I'm reading from, uh, but the King James might say uh, a, a servant. But that servant, if you look it up in Greek, is doulos. Doulos, if you look up the definition of it, is a slave. So bond servant is is a good uh, interpretation of it because Paul chose to be a slave. And if you go, have we chosen to be a slave? Have we chosen to be that? Because when you choose to be a slave, you can be, you can be, are sold by somebody, and, and they own you, back in the biblical days, they own you, and, and Jesus, uh, God already said in the, in the Old Testament, Deuteronomy, uh, Exodus, he said that, uh, if a Hebrew is sold to you, then he can, you can keep him, work him, he's yours for six years, but on the seventh year, you release him. You release him. And if now he came to you unmarried and he's now married, has kids, he can be set free, but his wife and his children, they, they still belong in servitude. And if he wants to stay because he loves you and loves his family, he can stay and you can now take him to the door, doorpost, and you take a, a it's a, it's an instrument like, the old days, what we call ice picks, uh, where it's a sharp, piercing thing, and drive it through his ear into the door. And now that hole, he is now a permanent slave by choice. It's a bond service. Paul is saying, I'm a permanent laws slave, by choice to Christ Jesus. That's what he's saying here. That's the first thing I must do if I'm going to be like Jesus. If people are going to see, when they see me, they see Christ. The picture I wanted to do is make sure that I need to be a bond slave. A slave, if you know your history and, and their servitude going on in different countries, even now uh, and even in this country, uh, uh, slavery going on, you know, whether it be Um, for labor or whether it be, uh, you know, immorality, sex slaves, and things like that. These things go on. But when you own a slave legally back then, what did that slave have that was his? Nothing. He owned nothing. He only ate what the master gave him to eat. He did what the master asked him to do. Whether it was stay, go, whatever it is, he was not his own because he was bought with a price. That's right. Am I like that? Am I a doleless, a bond servant, in name or in deed? That's the, that's, that's the point. See, I can, I can say, I'm a Christian, I love Christ, I can, I, all that, but he tells me, if you love me, keep my commandments. So I can say I'm a servant of Christ Jesus, I'm not just like Paul, I'm gonna do-law. But am I, if I make my own decision, I do what I want to, when I want to, with whom I want to, I come, I go, I, I can do whatever in certain areas of my life. Am I really a slave? Because Paul said, "I do nothing on my own." Jesus said, "I do nothing on my own. Everything I do is by the Father; It's His initiative. He initiates everything. I say nothing unless I hear what my Father say it. I do nothing unless I've seen my Father do it." That's Bible. That's Bible. But is that the way I am? Detox. I need to maybe get some of the poisonous substance out of my life so that maybe I can be more like I'm supposed to be, okay? Because I want to be a slave of Jesus Christ. I don't want to do anything on my own initiative. I don't want to say anything on my own initiative. I want to just say what he tells me to say because I like to talk. But the scripture tells me, in a multitude of words, that one is not sin, right? But there are people who, are, who, you know, don't like talking you know, much. Well, Christ says that if I say, say something, then you say something. You can't say, uh, uh, "I don't like to get up before people." What? Who? Who whose are you? That's the point. We're making it in verse 1. Whose is Paul? Now, of course, you know that we can teach one message on verse 1, one message on verse 2. You know, we can do that, but that's not the point. That's number one, a bond servant. Number two, called. And I'm going to put set apart with that. Now, we know he was called as an apostle. What are, and I'm not going to get into each word, like I said. Let's talk about call. Let's talk about set apart. Call. Are we called? Does the Bible say that we are called? Paul was called. Do you know exactly where it said, You are called? You know, you, because you, when you're talking to people, you, we know the Word of God said, You are called. Yes, you are called. And you are set apart. Set apart means that. You have been taken out of darkness, translated into the kingdom of his son. You now have uh, uh, been set apart from unclean things, from the world system, uh, because all that's in the world is the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, First John says. So we're going to be separated from that unto the things of God. Set, set apart from unrighteousness to righteousness. Setting apart is not setting apart somewhere going up in the mountains being a hermit. That's not set apart. Set apart is unto something or somebody. That's where we're going to be set apart. Okay? Set apart. Always we set apart? That's what I need to find out. How set apart am I? I know I'm set apart on Sunday morning from 1030 To 1145. I'm set apart. Right? But am I set apart when I leave this place, get in my car, in my house, at my workplace, different places? Am I really set apart like Christ wants me to be set apart? Because He's asking me to be holy sanctified, consecrated as he is. Am I that way? I think I need some detoxing. What about you? That's what we're talking about. We're talking about detoxing. I think I need that. Let's go a little further. Number one was we are a bond servant. Number two, we are called and set apart. Number three is for the gospel's sake. For the gospel's sake. What is the gospel? Well, if you look it up in Greek, it'll tell you the prefix means that you are it's good, well, it'll say that. And the in a, in a, in a base word is that to proclaim. To proclaim. So that's why they call it good news. Because you are, it's good, and you're proclaiming something, you're giving news, you're carrying news, and you can carry news about a new restaurant. But we're not talking about that good news. We're talking about the good news that. We were sinners, and, and we sinned because we were birthed in sin because of the sin of our, uh, first, the first Adam, our father. And so, therefore, we have been sold to the devil because I know that the scripture tells me that I'm either a child of the devil or a child of God. I know it tells me that uh, in First John. So that means that Jesus Christ says that I'm going to pay the price for sin. It had to be a perfect So God sent his only begotten son, that whoso believe him should not perish, but have everlasting life. So I don't have to pay for my sin. I can now be redeemed, bought. I'm a, what am I going to be bought? with? the precious blood of Jesus Christ. I mean, we can go to the Word and see all that, but, but you... you you understand that we are talking about the precious blood of Jesus Christ. It's not with silver, it's not with gold, any precious things like that, but it's the precious blood of Christ that we are purchased with. And so now, Jesus has become the perpetuation or or the total satisfaction for my sin. And now, His righteousness has been imputed to me. So now I am righteous. And so when God sees me, he sees me in Christ. Good news, right? Good news. Now I can be with Jesus. I can be with the Father. I can be with the Spirit of God eternally because the price has been paid. That's the gospel. That's good news, the character of everybody. You don't have to pay for your own sin because you go, somebody going to pay. You're going to pay or you're going to accept the price that was paid for you. And it has to be somebody who's perfect. It can't be anybody who's born uh, of a man and a woman. It has to be somebody who's all God, all man, so it's only one, and that's Jesus Christ. So, therefore, it's good news. That's the gospel. We are supposed to be called to something, and that's why we, you know, have uh, uh, the Connect Step class to get people all involved so they can use their gifts so that uh, they can, whatever God has called them to be, they can be it, whether it's a teacher, whether it's a, whatever it is. They can, they can be that and be serving, and they be set apart, but set apart for the gospel of God. For the gospel of God. We're supposed to be doing that. There's three. The first one was bond servant. The second one, call, set apart. Number three, for the gospel's sake. Let me give you number four. Number four is that we are beloved. Let's look at verse 7. Now, it tells us in verse 6 that among whom you also are called of Christ, of, of, of Jesus Christ, which doesn't mean that Christ called you. It really means that God called you uh, for Jesus Christ because in John, uh, maybe it's uh, this is the Gospel of John, maybe 13, six I think six forty four it tells that no one can come to come to me unless the father draws them. That was Jesus talking. So we have to put scripture with scripture to understand that. But there again we are saying that number four is to all who are beloved of God in Rome called to be saints. So it gives us another call, they're called to be saints. Are we called to be saints? And uh like a uh one of the people told me, uh, it was interesting, uh, I was trying to help, help the person in the marriage. I said, well, you know, I, I'll work with you all if you, if, were you willing to get back together if, if the person act like they, you know, okay? They got some sense? And they said, well, even if they, and this, it was he because I was talking to him lady, even if he were a saint, I wouldn't take him back. But now, you see, you had to know their theology because they are Episcopalians, you know, Catholics. You know, they, 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 they believe in, they got statues in the yards, you know, of saints. Yeah. That's what she was talking about. And it would do me, I see, I knew that, so there's no no need for me to tell, hey, everyone is saints. See no need for me to tell her that because that's foreign to her. But all of us, every Christian is a saint. Saint is just a called out person, set apart, holy, you know, that's all. We're all called to be saints. But let's concentrate on beloved. Beloved. That's number four, beloved. He was talking to those in Rome, but now I'm talking to us. You are. Are beloved. Beloved. That Greek word is from the root of agape, and and, and, and if you look up in, in the Strong's, it'll say 27 for beloved. It's just a form of the 26 20, uh, and 25. Acapeo is 25, and agape is 26, and then you got 27, and they're still part of uh, that word. not Just another thing. Beloved. love. You are love. Of all the people in the world, all the people, I mean, there's things going on there, things going on with, with, in foreign nations, you know, ISIS and, and things going on in, in, in Israel, things going on every which way, things going on in Detroit, things going on everywhere. God has his eyes on you. He loves you. He's not too busy to not know. Every hair is on your head. And I was reading when I was reading up on detox and stuff like that, they said, you know that an average person loses from 100 to 200 hairs on their head every day. How in the world does God know that? That, that how many hairs I have on my head? All the time. So God is omniscient. He knows everything. He's He's everywhere, isn't he? I'm the president. He's all-powerful, isn't he? But he loves you. A lot of people can't love because they don't know how much they are loved. And if you find a a dog, a cat, any pet that has been uh, misused, abused, or something like that, You know, uh, Harmony Rescue, uh, my daughter, she does things with that. These animals, you see it on TV sometimes, you know, they got the little sad animals, you know, uh, and and, and stuff like that. And that's, oh, man, look at that boy. Oh, it's so sad. uh, It's hard for them to love. It's hard for a person to love when they have been mistreated, abused, and they don't know how much they are loved. God tells us to love our enemies even, love others as he has loved us. How are we going to do that if we don't know how much we are loved? If we don't know how much we are loved, we're not going to love people. We love only those we want to love, who love us. That's not Christianity. I think I need some detoxing because I need to know more how much I, um, I'm loved because don't you know that faith becomes easier when you know how much you are loved? Faith works by, come on. Yeah, it, it works by hearing, hearing by the word of God, but it also uh, works by love too, okay? first, Faith works by love. If you don't love, you don't have much faith. How can you have trust and faith in God if you don't know that God loves you? Come on. How can you do anything he asks you to do, say anything he asks you to say, don't say things that he tells you not to say, and you don't know how much you'll love? If I know that he loves me to the nth degree, that everything he does has my interests at stake, then I'm willing to do more and more and step out more and more and trust him for anything because I know he loves me. Don't you know that your child, if they know that you love them, don't you know they'll do anything you ask them to do? They trust you because they know you love them. I think I need some detoxing. That's number four. Number five, last one, is in verse 16. It says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel. I'm not ashamed of the, the 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 proclaiming the good news that Jesus Christ sent his only begotten son and that the only way that we're gonna be redeemed, the only way we're not gonna pay for our own sin is that Jesus Christ we accept the price of Jesus Jesus Christ to praise, so I have to give my life to him, I have to become a bond servant of Jesus Christ and he has become my Lord, my master, then his righteousness, righteousness is imputed to me. I'm not ashamed of that. Some people are. So some people won't talk to, to uh, people because, well, they don't want to hear it, and I don't want to, I don't want to embarrass myself, and, and things like that. Come on. You know, Have you ever heard somebody say, if you're in a restaurant, hey, don't say anything to the waitress. Don't say anything. I know what you're going to say. I know you're going to try to witness to them. Don't, don't, stop it. We're here to eat. Well, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. Do you know that that person might not be saved? How, how important is salvation? That's why of all the things that's going on in the world, there are people who are getting saved in every nation. I don't care whether they, they ban uh, uh, Christians. I don't care whether it's a Muslim nation. I don't care. There are people getting saved. God's drawing them out because God is serious. He doesn't want anybody to be with fire and brimstone. And for the joy that was set before Jesus Christ, he endured the cross, despising the shame but it's for the joy that was set before him. What joy is set before us that we can, we can not be ashamed of the gospel, whether we're in the grocery store, whether we're in our workplace, or uh, wherever it is, because uh, some, some people, they are, are, are ashamed to even pray around people. If they get ready to eat, you know, a, um, they, they're not going to say, hey, ho, 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 let's ask God to bless this food. They're not going to say that because they, they're, they're ashamed. They'll say, What my, you know, no, I won't embarrass myself. They're just going to eat because they are with somebody who doesn't want to pray. Well, if you don't want to pray, don't eat with me because I'm going to pray. Yeah. I'm going to pray. I'm not ashamed. But then what joy is set before us? That we can really say I'm not ashamed because we know we're talking about. It says it is the power of God for salvation. So we know that it is the power of God for salvation to to bring some out of the darkness, translate them into the kingdom of of God's dear Son. But there is a salvation that we have gotten when we got saved. There's a salvation that we are continually walking in. But there is a in ending of this salvation where we're going to be with the Lord where we're going to have a new body we're not going to be the same or we don't know how we're going to look like but we know we'll look like him the scripture says oh for the, and for the joy that's set before me what I want to do because I know it's the power of God to salvation do you want somebody in hell or do you want them in eternal light praising, singing with the multitudes and multitudes, nations, every tongue, every tribe, every nation. We need some detoxing, don't we? Because some of us don't want to be with every nation. Come on. Some of us, we'd rather be with people just like us. Well, you don't want to go to heaven. You don't want to go to heaven because it's going to be every tribe, every tongue, and every nation. That's what it's going to be. Yeah. And, and uh, we don't want anybody to be in fine and brimstone, do we? Jesus doesn't either. So that's why he's trying to get us to take the good news, the gospel, because it is the power of not only your initial salvation, but also the end result for a new body and for us to be in the new, new heaven and a new earth because this heaven, this earth is going to pass away. So, if we love it so much, and we are so ashamed of the gospel, and, and we, we're so excited about our little toys that God gives us, allow us to use, whether it be cell phones, uh, computers, whether it be whatever it may be, they're for us to use for His glory, not for us to abuse. I think I need some detoxing. What about you? I'm just painting a picture today, a picture. Thank you for listening to this message from Pastor Taylor and Cornerstone Community Church. We are located in Lynchburg, Virginia at 525 Old Graves Mill Road. You can find us online at cornerstonelynchburg.com, contact us by email, cornerstonecom at comcast.net, or call us at 434-847-4796. We pray the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance on you and give you peace.